Welcome to the Vegology Podcast with your hosts, Jenny and Matt Morris, as they spread peas and love. Join the moles on this exciting exploration into the plant-based lifestyle. Everyone is welcome in this judgment-free zone from the veg veteran to the veg curious. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the plant-based stylings of Jenny and Matt. Thank you, Tibbs, for that wonderful introduction. It is definitely good to be back. It is another week, another episode, and boy, is this episode special, because this week's episode, we're kicking off our new monthly segment, which is called Veganize It Challenge, where we pick a popular non-vegan recipe and show you how to spin it up into a healthier, vegan-friendly version. So we're just going to take a popular recipe that's out there one that has a lot of great reviews, one that we see people raving about, and we're just going to do our magic. Hopefully this doesn't end up on one of those nailed it scenarios. (laughs) (laughs) Only a good one, okay? I understand some of the nailed it ones are bad, but... Those nailed it's are hilarious. Like what we're about to do in a little bit? (laughs) Yes, because Jenny's about to take a little tutorial on how to paint vegetables with watercolors, and then she's going to try it. Yeah, and, and I've never worked with watercolors. All over it, it sure does. The, the The video tutorial, it looks fabulous, but I cannot wait <laughs> to see what my first <laughs> attempt is going to look like. I'm painting carrots, so this should be fun. And is this something that could be posted on the website eventually? Yeah, we can. We will. We'll push it on social we, media. We can so. do a Jenny's vegetable watercolor nail Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> It would be so embarrassing. Oh, and it doesn't help that we're sitting here having a couple beers, and it's gonna. Yeah, but it's our, only our first one, so. It's, well, by the time we get to our painting, <laughs> but no, it is. It's gonna be fun. But yeah, but I, we promise you, this is not a bad nailed it situation. <laughs> All right, so Maddie. The recipe that we picked for this week is a simple one. We wanted to start kind of small. We don't want to do anything too complex um, just yet because we're just starting out. But it's a very popular recipe on the Food Network. And it's by Re Drummond, who is a.k.a. the Pioneer Woman uh, from the Food Network. And we're doing her twice-baked potatoes. And, you know, like I said, it's a very popular recipe. It has 301 five-star reviews on the Food Network's website, and it's all over the place. You can see it plastered all over Pinterest. And so we're like, let's try that one first. Yeah, she's got it going on, so let's see if we can veganize it. Yeah, and it, it hasn't been that hard. But before we go into that, of course, let's talk about our happy haps for this week. And I think that we need to talk about an update on our challenge. So our monthly challenge for January is Healthy Kickstart. So just a recap, I picked our simple kind of micro goal or intention for the month. Mine was to do meditation at least five minutes a day, trying to do it before bed in the hopes that it could improve my sleep and and focus and all that good stuff. So that was mine. Maddie, what was yours? And mine is... Trying to get back into jogging, and I'm doing that by getting back into walking. So on the days I do not work, I'm walking. Yeah, you walked for a long time the other day. How many miles? I don't know. I never really looked. I just go out there and I go till I come back. Oh, well, it was a couple hours, <laughs> so it had to have been pretty long. Um, as far as the impact that I've been noticing, 
I did mention in the previous episode that I've been sleeping better. My sleep is more restful. It's longer. And my Fitbit definitely tells me that that is the case because my sleep score is definitely way more than it used to be. I also mentioned that I'm more focused. So all of that has continued. One thing that did happen that I was completely taken aback by, I noticed that I spend way less time on my phone, I don't need to keep myself busy 24 seven. So I'm not on my phone as much. I'm not on the computer as much. I'm not listening to audiobooks as much. I'm not listening to podcasts as much. And normally I have one of those things going on constantly. So I am constantly stimulated throughout the entire day. And I found myself just be, be more peaceful. Like yesterday, I just, I did a puzzle. You got me a puzzle for Christmas, and I just opened it up, and I spent several hours just putting together a puzzle. And it made me happy that you were just chilling and relaxing. And it was so relaxing. There was, I didn't have a podcast on in the background as I was doing it. I was just doing my puzzle. I wasn't looking at my phone, like, every couple minutes. I was, it was great. And I do attribute it to the meditating. I do. Because my mindset is just totally it's different. Just after doing this for a couple of weeks consistently, I definitely notice a difference. And that honestly is one of the most positive things that, and it just blew me away. Wasn't expecting it. And that's fantastic. Yep. As I mentioned, I've been going out walking and I don't necessarily measure or keep track of the miles. I just go until I feel like I want to come back. Um, I haven't been keeping track of the scale to see for results. I'm just following my goal. I want to start jogging again, and I know I need to start walking to get there. And that's what I'm doing. I've noticed that my walks are getting longer, and they're becoming more time-consuming. And that usually leads me into jogging just to get some time. So I feel like I'm on pace. Yep. Cool beans. So we definitely hope that you're seeing positive results just like us. So drop us a line. Let us know how you're making out with your initiatives this month. Send us an email at hello at vegology.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Oh, and I guess another reminder, a quick reminder is don't forget to fill out your challenge worksheet for January, because if you complete that and send it in to us, then we'll put you into a drawing for a prize. So don't forget about that. Keep that in mind. All right, Maddie, on to our main topic. What do you say? I'm ready. All right. Super excited about this one. Okay, so... We have accepted this challenge to do the twice-baked potatoes by Reed Drummond, a.k.a. again, the Pioneer Woman on the Food Network. What we're going to discuss is, number one, we're going to talk about the original recipe and the ingredients that we swapped out. Full veganized recipe, so we're going to go down through everything with you. And then, so get your pen and paper out, or you can always just refer back to the episode, or you could just go to the show notes where we have a printout for you. And then also our thoughts on the recipe and our recommendations for how you can enhance it. It's rock and roll. Rock and roll. All right. So first up, the original recipe. Again, it's twice baked potatoes. And the ingredients that we swapped out in the original recipe were butter, sour cream, milk, and cheese. So those were the four non-vegan friendly ingredients in that recipe. We swapped out the butter for Earth Balance buttery spread. For the sour cream, we used Tofuti sour cream. 
For the milk, we used almond milk, just Kirkland brand. And then for cheese, we used a mixture of Violife shredded cheese, a mixture of the mozzarella and their cheddar, kind of combined the two. So those are the four items that we swapped out. Now, the full veganized recipe. The original recipe calls for eight baking potatoes. We used four because it's only the two of us, so eight is a bit excessive. So we used four russet potatoes, but you can use other types of potato. Any um, baking potato would be fine. Yeah, eight is enough for is good for a TV show, but not our potato recipe. No, and plus, if you have a family, <laughs> that's not that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so the potatoes, canola oil or vegetable oil, earth balance buttery spread. And I will note that the original recipe calls for two sticks of butter for eight potatoes if you're using eight potatoes. But if you're not using sticks, or if you're using like earth balance, which we have earth balance spread in the tub, then just keep in mind that one stick of butter equals half of half a cup. So if you're using earth balance or any form of buttery spread that is not in stick form, you just need half a cup of it if you're halving the recipe. So like if you're using four potatoes and it's half a cup, if you are doing the full eight potatoes, then you're going to want a full cup of it, which does seem excessive. <laughs> seems like a lot. <laughs> but anyway. But it's math, so. Yeah. No, not really. Not 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 with this. <laughs> You leave the cooking talk to me. <laughs> All right. So you got your potatoes, your canola oil, your buttery spread. Next up, the sour cream. So we did use tofuti sour cream. And also bacon bits would be the next ingredient that's used. Now, we, we're not sure that you're aware of this, but most bacon bits, bacon bits are vegan friendly. They're just flavored pieces of, I think, textured vegetable protein or something. I'm not really sure what they're made of. And I'm pretty sure there's a good bit of Red 40 in there. Oh, yeah. There's some Red 40 <laughs> floating through there for sure. <laughs> and normally, we definitely uh, prefer not to use bacon bits in anything. However, we wanted to stay as true to this recipe as possible. So we did pick up uh, a little bottle of the McCormick bacon pieces, their applewood smoked flavor. So we did use that. And then as far as the cheese substitution, like we said, we substituted with Violife shredded cheese and we did use a mixture of their mozzarella and cheddar style. And you don't have to do the mixture. It's going to be good if you just use one style. We just happen to have both of them in the house. So we mixed it up a little. And it proved to be a wonderful surprise. Damn straight. All right. So as far as the milk, like I said, we substituted the almond milk. And then the original recipe called for seasoned salt. So I'm not really sure what they meant by that. And I think a very popular brand is Morton's Seasonal. Uh, it's just a seasoned salt mixture, and it's pretty popular, and we happen to have it in the cabinet. We like to put it on like roasted potatoes in the oven and stuff. We use that for that a lot, but that's what we use for this recipe. Ground black pepper to taste, and then green onions. So slice up uh, two green onions. It's perfect. Uh, one thing I will just note that if you intend to free to make a big batch of these and freeze them, 
then leave the green onions out of the mixture. And then you can always like add them on top of your potatoes later if you want to. We definitely think that they add a good flavor to the baked potatoes. But again, if you tend to free, if you want to freeze them, it's at your intent, then I would definitely leave them out. So the instructions, pretty simple. You're just going to bake the potatoes at 400 degrees and then you're going to slice them in half lengthwise and... Once they cool down a little, you're going to scoop out all the insides and put them into a bowl and you're going to mix all the ingredients together and then you're going to put the potato mixture back into the shells and you're going to bake them again for like 15 or 20 minutes. Twice baked. Twice baked. Yes, exactly. And then, of course, uh, reserve some of the, the cheese that you're using to sprinkle on top of the potatoes, too. So you're going to have these, this cheese mixed into the mixture. So you're going to have like melted gooey cheese uh, inside the potato mixture, but then also put it on top. Why the heck not? Why not? <laughs> but it's really simple. And then you're going to bake the, I think all in all, it takes about an hour and a half total to make these because to bake the potatoes, the first bake, it's an hour. And the second bake is only like 15, 20 minutes. You're just really reheating that mixture and giving the cheese the opportunity to melt. But it's pretty easy. And we definitely have like the entire recipe laid out for you in the show notes. We have a link that you can download the recipe. And it's uh, the second page is printer friendly. We do include on the first page an actual picture of the potatoes that we made Um, but the second page we've made it very printer friendly for you so you can definitely go to the show notes and grab that recipe and try these yourself yeah absolutely it was not hard if you are just looking to start out um, figuring out how you can start swapping out recipes this is a definitely a good recipe to start out with because you know there's four different ingredients we're swapping out again it's the butter sour cream milk and cheese and after you make these I guarantee that you probably You'll like it just as much as the original. If you served it to somebody, you, they probably wouldn't even know that it was the vegan version, to be honest with you. I personally thought they were fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we went over the ingredients and kind of a high level overview of how you actually make it, we're going to give our thoughts on the final product and how we would recommend enhancing the recipe. So my initial thoughts, it was it was good. Like we just said, the the potatoes were amazing and we will definitely make them again. Yeah, I liked them. I thought they were really good. Um, there are some things I would change, but it wasn't my recipe to begin with. So No, but I can see why it's so popular. Because, yeah, definitely. It's yeah. a wonderful, wonderful food and can be a nice comfort food too also. Absolutely. And now I had to catch myself a couple of times because there were a few things I was tempted to do, <laughs> but I had to stop myself and I wanted to stay as true as possible to the OG recipe. So I'm just going to go over a couple things that came to mind. I wanted to try to increase the flavor and also add a little nutrient kick to it by adding chopped broccoli to the mix or some sauteed kale or minced garlic, uh, or maybe just a little bit of pesto that I have in a jar in the fridge. Uh, Something just to give it an extra boost of flavor or even like a little bit of nutrition. And 
I just, I totally had to stop myself. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to be able to give an honest review of what this recipe is. And, and so I didn't. But just those thoughts that went through my head, I made a note of them because it's something just to give you different ideas too, as you're making this recipe, ways that you can enhance it. Yeah, you can easily turn these into your own version. Oh yeah, there's so much that you can do. Now, one thing that I would probably do different if I made them again, I would definitely forego the bacon bits. They didn't add anything uh, to it. I think when I tasted the mixture recipe, when I first mixed it, when the bacon bits were still hard, they had like a little burst of flavor, but they were super hard uh, and crunchy at that point. But after you cook them, you could barely detect it. Yeah, it might be something you just want to, if you definitely want them in there, wait to the very end and just sprinkle them on top after they've twice baked. Yeah, but even then, you might break a tooth on them. There's little they do things get are, sharp. They- <laughs> <laughs> little things are like so hard. But no, I think my recommendation would, would be just to forego the bacon bits and make some tempeh bacon. It's so easy to do and so quick. Just crumble it up and, and then put it in because you're in the mixture because it's going to definitely give you a lot more flavor. and Or, or get a store-bought if you're feeling lazy. Like I do a lot of times, I would just buy um, vegan bacon style at the store, fry it up and cut it into pieces. Our favorite is Sweet Earth Benevolent Plant-Based Bacon. It's really, really good. And it has like a really nice, strong flavor. And that would, I think, go very, very well in this recipe. Quite honestly, if I didn't know the bacon bits were in there, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Now you really can't tell. It would be a waste of money just to get them, I think. Uh, The other thing, speaking about waste of money, (laughs) the other thing I would eliminate is the sour cream. I personally believe that the butter and the milk would be sufficient for a creamy mashed potato. I really don't understand what the point of the sour cream is. It doesn't add much flavor to the mixture. You can't really taste it overall. I don't, I know some people put sour cream in their mashed potatoes normally. I've never done that. I didn't grow up like that. I just use um, the butter spread and, and like a almond milk. Again, it might be better on top because I've done sour cream on my potatoes before and I like it. On top? Yes, but when you bake it in, it seems to get lost. Yeah. So put, yeah, that's a good point. Like I, I'm referring to putting it in the, the, the potato mixture. I th- That I agree with. And when you ate your potato. Yeah, I put it on top again because I didn't get enough of it through the mix. Yeah, that was smart. I didn't think about doing that. Um, but yes, we, we ate our potatoes at different times, FYI. <laughs> That's why we're doing completely different things. Um, but... So, yeah, and if you do, if you're used to using sour cream in your mashed potatoes and you want to continue to roll that way, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do, I would reduce the amount of milk that's required in the recipe by like half or just eliminate it altogether because the butter and sour cream together are going to make creamy mashed potatoes. The milk and the sour cream and the butter, I think it all just makes the potatoes it affects the consistency of the potatoes i like a thicker potato i thought the potato mixture was a little thin for my liking i I wish it was like a little bit um thicker so i wish i would have reduced the amount of milk well i will next time so it's just whatever you're used to but i just want also we want you to know that 
There are ways that you can cut costs with this too, like eliminating the bacon bits. And again, the sour cream, I just think that you don't have to spend money uh, getting sour cream unless you already have it in your fridge and you want to give it a go. Uh, that's fine. But again, I, I just don't think it really adds that much to it. I don't get it. And then lastly, I would reduce the amount of butter, which we kind of alluded to earlier. It calls for a lot of butter. <laughs> and I just, again, I don't think it's necessary. So... If you're not really concerned about health or, well, I, I, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you are. But, you know, if you're not overly concerned about cutting calories, I should say that. If you're not actively trying to manage your weight um, to lose weight or something, then I think that I would, I just think that I would reduce the amount of butter by probably half. Again, you're still going to get that creamy mashed potato um, f- and, and get all that flavor in there without that excessive use of butter. I just think it's it's just way too much. But yeah, I mean, I I think overall, I love the original recipe. I'm not knocking it all. I'm just telling you what my opinion is and what I would personally do different, not only to make it plant-based, but what I would do different with the ingredients as well to make it towards my liking. And again, it's it's up to you. Everyone's tastes are different and... It's up to you to experiment, but we're just kind of giving you the base so that you know what your options are. Yeah, my opinion on them was the original recipe was good. Again, like you mentioned, everyone can add to it as they see fit, but it's a foundation for a good recipe. Definitely. It was very simple to swap out the ingredients to make a healthier plant-based version. It was delicious, and we will definitely make this again soon. Just with our little personal twist. With our twist. <laughs> so we hope you like this first installment of Veganize It Challenge. It was very fun for us to do. It was fun picking out the recipe. It was fun making it. I actually enjoyed it way more than I thought it I would. It was really fun yeah. eating it. <laughs> Especially eating it. I know. So we hope that you give the potatoes a try. If you do, let us know. Let us know. Shoot us an email or DM us on Instagram, of course. Um, if you want to learn more about how to veganize your favorite recipes, check out our Vegan Swaps workshop. It's a virtual go-at-your-own-pace workshop where you can learn how to swap out dairy, meat, and eggs for plant-based versions. And... We have some excellent recipes in there for you to try. It's currently closed for enrollment, but just join the wait list to be the first to know when the doors open. We'll include the wait list link in the show notes, and it won't be long. By next month, it it should be open, but we will definitely uh, give you a heads up that that's coming down the road. So keep an eye out for that. Yep. And again, we have a download of the recipe. The link is in the show notes. Go there, easily print it out, and enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that is our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Let us know what you think. If you like this episode, if you like what we're doing, if you like the the new segments that we're doing, the the monthly challenges, the veganize it challenge uh, recipe, then let us know. We want to hear. Hit us up. Definitely. And give us a good review. Please and thank you. (laughs) Again, uh, if you give us a good review, it helps us reach out to more people, helps us get noticed. And, you know, we just want to help as many people as possible on their plant-based journey. So definitely give us a good rating if you have not already. All right. Well, that's it for this week. We will catch up with you next week. Peace Peace and love. love.